I'm Stacy and I'm Oha. Hi Stacy. Hi Oha. How are you? I'm doing really great. I had an amazing weekend. You did? What'd you do? Um, I had a, the most packed weekend probably ever because mm-hmm. um, I had two shows that I was like hosting and then another show that I was in and then just a ton of stuff at Beta Theater but it was a really fun weekend and then I also got like a lot of like other person's attention this week. Oh, another person. Yeah. Are you talking about a male? Mm, actually, like, okay, so I kind of am crushing on two guys and one girl. Okay. So it's like all over the board right now. Okay, smorgasbord of crush. So wait, what? Because you won't say their name, but like, tell me what's happening with the girl. Who is she? Like, I don't know this. Um. Okay, so it's just this girl that I've had like a crush on. I've known her for like eight years or something oh. like that. And she, when I met her, she was in a relationship that she was had already been in for like three years, and then like consequently was still with this person for three more years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after that, uh, there was this very short period of time where she was single. Uh, that was towards the kind of one third of our relationship Mm -hmm. and then very shortly thereafter got into another relationship uh until like two weeks ago oh boy yes so two very long consecutive relationships uh with really awesome people that i know um not like friends but just acquaintances and so i saw her the other day and uh, she was single and we flirted like crazy did you ask her out no why well, we have this like back and forth on Facebook occasionally. Um, and she was there for her friend's birthday party. I was there for my friend's birthday party. It was very loud. It was at numbers. Mm. And it was just hard to be intimate at numbers. <gasps> but I have definitely been fingered at numbers. So I have an <laughs> intimate number. So. Yeah. And I appreciate that about you. It was a long time ago. All of your experience makes me like. I really, all I'm in all of it. I'm in all of it. I'm in all of it. And then mm-hmm. I also, it gives me something to aspire to. It's like, be more bold, bitch. I think your 30s is when you're going to find your sluttiness. I'm excited. So this weekend, we had a show together, stock show. Mm-hmm. I honestly, good job on that. You good job on that. We, yeah, everybody, good job. Baby claps. We all did it. Everyone, applause. <laughs> um, just such a good job. Uh, it was the best ever. It was very personal to me. You Love know? that. Yeah. Um, it was, but it just was so funny. It was the most laughs we've ever had. Um, and then a, afterwards, a guy walked up to me and he said, hey, because we had never officially met. I was like, you know what? We've never officially met. He's like, but I know your face. And he goes, hey, I don't know how much you had to do with that show that just happened, but it was pretty good. And I was like, how much I had to do with it? <laughs> I've devoted my whole month to it. <laughs> you asshole. And you wrote so many delectable, amazing bits that Thank really you. made me laugh hard. Thank you. Um, it was so good. I um, There's like a lot of, I guess, improv that happens. And mm-hmm. I find that like 
Zod Devji, who's been on the show before, mm-hmm. he said that it's like when I think about like telling jokes, I, it doesn't function. I like start telling stories. Mm-hmm. But in improv or like a show like stock, like stock show, it just gives me a platform to do more. You do more punches at yeah. stock show. Like I just understand it better. Mm-hmm. Um which I stock show has made me get a lot better mm-hmm. at like writing short, like uh-huh. one line, like immediate jokes. Um, but it's usually because I'm like out of desperation, <laughs> like, which is, I think <laughs> I the main, it. like a big, like uh, like string line through my personal creative life, which is like, I'm like a rise to the occasion kind of person. Mm-hmm. Like if there's a lot of pressure and it's very intense. No, I think, I'm sorry, you need to admit that you are someone who creates a rise to the occasion, a lot of pressure. You put yourself in a pressure cooker because you don't do shit until it's like the wire. That's what I'm saying is that I personally, that's who I am. I'm like a, you I'm almost a rise are impossible to, the to work person. with. I know. It's horrifying. <laughs> I love you so you much. You are lucky that you're so adorable because <laughs> you are awful. I know. I'm so bad. I was just <laughs> talking to... Uh, a friend about it too and he I was just saying how fucking bad I am at this and like I'm trying to fit like a square uh, peg in a round hole okay. but I want to be square I want to be better at those things so but you're you're round girl I me know. too um <laughs> okay like physically, so speaking of the fact that we have friends we do have friends in the room right now the person i was actually having that conversation with was my friend who's here antoine colbreth hello hello just friend you asked us to say just friend but there's a lot of other things we could say about you handsome Oof. Oh, come on. most important that is top notch handsome. Uh, yeah. Smooth and silky voice. Uh, oh, yeah. No, don't say but that. when you yell on stage, Potent. stand at attention. Potent. Um, but you are in an improv troupe here in town yes, and I very know. funny. I would say one of the top five members. There's five of us. Yeah. There's yeah. actually six of us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> who's the, who's the, <laughs> who's the <laughs> sixth person? Stacy. We got God. some explaining to do. Uh, let's all say the name of the count of three, right? Okay. Let's say no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm ready. Um, okay, you ready? On the count of three. One, One two, two, three. three. Antoine. Antoine. <laughs> Antoine. Yeah. 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 Um, Antoine, what do you? What do you think is your favorite one? Because you also host what? You host a show in, in town. Yeah. Yeah. The the Hughes show. The Hughes show. H-O-U mm-hmm. show with Mills. Yes. Yeah. So you're hosting that. I can see you as a host, by the way. Like, I could see you hosting a game show or hosting. And that's funny because when I was pitched the idea, I thought the opposite. No, I think you can. You you like clown sometimes with your face. Yeah. Big clown. Um, yeah. Well, you're like, or not as exaggerated, but you make expressions and like cool guy ones. I'm doing it for everybody listening, but um, I think you could be a host of a talk show, a variety show. That would be fun. I'm trying to put one on. Let's talk later. Okay. Mm -hmm. A talent show. I want to do a variety talent show. Fuck yeah. You could host it. Then maybe Um, we could find like all the goodies in Houston who want to come do stuff with us and write with us. Well, yeah, just it'll back also to, be a recruiting what benefits her. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I want more people that are awesome to be around. Yeah, I do want more people to be awesome to be around. But I'm glad to have you. You're awesome to Agreed. be around. Oh, thank you. You guys are pretty cool too. So when we asked you to do this, 
what did you think it was? Um, I mean, just by the name, I assumed it had something to do with anything like sexually related. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing you as well as I do. Oh, who me? Stacey. I've heard some things. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it sounded like fun, so I, just, I said mm-hmm. yes, and then I forgot, and then I remembered. I'm so glad that I reminded you. Did you remember today when I texted you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, my Ooh. God. That's that comedy we were just talking about. So I love funny. breaking down a single word into, like, one-syllable words into two syllables. Yeah, or three. No. No. Um, okay, so you, I'm glad you brought up, like, sex and stuff like that. Because uh, I wanted to talk about Great it. Great segue. Oh, man. Loving it. Um, I wasn't expecting that. I thought we were going to talk about sports. Uh, uh, like people that have had sex in sports. Let's talk about Kobe. He raped a girl. He we'll did. He did. Yeah. He Put did. But he also got, what, podcast. four rings? He got four rings. So that's That's better, all I know about you know? him, other than the fact that he is not a stake. No means no, unless you're a champion. Yeah. You know? Um. So, sex. What do you... Antoine, first of all, this is what I've learned that sometimes you need to ask people this. Well, how do you feel about sex? Um, I love it. Okay. Um, like I just think the whole concept of it is cool, and uh, like it means whatever you say it does, because it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks. Like, like this is what I think is sexy, or this is the kind of person that I want to fuck. Like that's completely up to you. Um. It's the most personal choice you could make to share something with someone. I don't know. It's dumb, but that's what that's what I think. I think it's fucking cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, I feel like we're we're reaching an age where people start to admit that they're not that into sex or they're not that, which to me I find baffling because I feel like I have a very high sex drive. Um, yes. But I just realized before you guys got here, Alex and I were talking about sex and good sex and what constitutes good sex but there are so i'm just learning in my dating life and in my uh my past you know in my 20s and now 30s that like probably closer to 30s too that this started happening where guys were like i'm just take it or leave it my girlfriend's talking about too take it or leave it like so to hear you say you like sex i don't know i think that's so important right i think so I think but it is. But you don't really value sex. I will say something. It's different, I think, for me. Um, and then we get into this, like, super, like, I think it's still some of the same. I have, like, gone a really long time without it. Mm-hmm. So it it's different for me at this point. And the reasons, I guess, that it happened initially are not the reasons that it happens now anymore, if that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, I think sometimes love of sex is, like, it moves, it changes, it has like these like, it goes very much along with how you are in your brain right at that moment. I don't want to say that people who are asexual are sad, horrific people who are like missing out on this amazing thing. It didn't sound like you were. uh, Yeah, I guess the idea of like equating loving sex um, to, I, I don't know, like a more enhanced happiness or something that people really need. I think it's different for different people and you'll connect with people who want to have more sex and people who have less sex will find those people as well, if that makes sense. Um, that was pretty broad. Yeah. I mean, but even in that sense, it's kind of cool. Even you know, Like, I don't want to have sex with anybody. I just, I'm not a sexual being. It's, 
You're just as personal, just as important. I mean, it equates to some amount of love, even if it's no love. It's just as intimate. You're right. right. Um, what do you guys think about asexual people? Or the t- being asexual? What do you think about that? I, I watched a documentary about it, and Did I don't you watch wanna, asexual like, on Netflix. I, th- I think that may have been yeah, it. That's really, that's really, I think, the only reference fully that I have to it. I did meet somebody in college at an LGBT group who was asexual, um, and uh, she equated it to, she also did not like music. Um, I, it, we went around the room asking, like, you know, what your favorite, like, the thing that you hated and the thing that you liked. And um, she chose it as an opportunity to do both and say, I just, I don't like music. And I also don't like sex. Those were the two things she did not like. And then she in my mind, twofer. <laughs> twofer. right at that moment, I thought to myself, like, wow, her life is crazy. Like, totally different than mine, right? She silently doesn't masturbate. Exactly. Like as I was 19, <laughs> as I was 19, my main two focuses were music and sex. Mm-hmm. Those were absolutely, like, my driving forces. And to hear somebody who did not like adamantly <laughs> said she did not like music or sex it was it was very confusing for it me popped at that in moment. her head when the leader was like let's go around the room and just say one thing you love and one thing you hate and the girl's like i'm gonna say two hates <laughs> that's exactly what she did she's like i guess i like stuff but i really hate sex and music <laughs> rock and roll so and that's my only <laughs> personal interaction <laughs> With an asexual person. And I'm guessing that I am so ignorant about this. That I am genuinely the worst at having any information about this right now. So, um, what do I think about asexual people? I have to go investigate before I say um, any information. All right, whatever. What a Girl Scout answer. Boom. Political, even. Well, yeah. She could. She, she accuses me of being politically correct all the time. You can still become a senator at this yeah. point. She Ooh. will. Um, <laughs> she will say, "I think it's a really good thing, and I think it's great." And then also, it could be bad. So <laughs> it could be a really bad thing too, probably for some people. But some people, it's great. Yeah. And you're just like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like, watch. I'm going to show you in a second how to have an opinion without being offensive. Okay, I'm in it. <laughs> I can't wait. I want to learn. What do you think? I mean, like. This is a new term, I think, that's kind of coming out. Um, is it LGBTQ? Is it not? I think that's an article I read recently about. Is this the same thing, or is it something separate? Like, I I don't know. I'm trying to understand it. So, what do you wait? Have you heard about this? No. Really? I haven't. I think you're lying. Are you lying? No. About I promise, I haven't. I haven't heard about asexual. This. Oh, what like. In what general, they are? yeah, like, yeah, I know what they are. <laughs> you have friends that are asexual? No, I don't have any. I just don't have any. Or that you know, maybe. that I know of. Yeah, There's some um, that I assume, but you know, yep. they'll, they'll never tell. Well, so I read this article about it's from this girl's point of view. She's like, I'm asexual, and this is what I think, <laughs> and this is how I see it. Um, but she talked about she does have boyfriends. Or girlfriends, she dates them and she is intimate with them, but she just doesn't value sex. Like she just doesn't care about sex. She doesn't doesn't excite her. Doesn't whatever. She can masturbate. She can have orgasms, but her brain is just not motivated by sex. And partially reading through it, 
And I'm like, that's bullshit. Then you're not asexual. You just like don't really like having sex with your partner. She's having sex with her partner. She's masturbating, but yet she calls herself asexual in her brain. So to me, I was like, that's, you can't, you can't be both. Like you're both. You can't be both. You're like asexual light. Right. Um, but then she, they go into like, obviously the article dives into real facts and mm-hmm. statistics and stuff, which I don't remember, but y'all can look it up. It's like New York times or New Yorker, a New Yorker article. Um, but they were talking about the idea that like a large portion of people have just been hiding in relationships. They really just don't care about sex. I dated a guy that was like that. Um, he just, it was not a, like a forefront on his brain. His brain was full of so many other things that he just didn't really think about it. Is that normal? It makes me wonder um, about like how you get attracted and why you get attracted to people in the first place. Mm -hmm. Like it makes me not question necessarily, but for me, a point of liking somebody or a huge component in it is like a sexual chemistry. It's just like an inherent thing. And, you know, sexual means a lot of different things to people, you know, but for me specifically, it's like a, it's just a, it's like a, it's like an animalistic vibe. There's, I guess that's a dumb way to say it, but it's, uh, there's a component of like why I like them, but then there's a like a physical energy that I understand. Um, and for me, it just makes me question what they like about people specifically. Do you feel that way about Emily? You feel like that's the girl's name you said earlier? Who? Some crush you have? No, that's not her name, but that's okay. Oh, that's what it sounded like you said. Uh-uh. Um, the girl that you like, are you, um, we'll call her Emily. Yeah, sure, um, Emily. Is that how you feel like animalistic towards her? I just I feel like animalistic takes it oh, like way out of context. So big. <laughs> um, animalistic is like it's a big word. I'm just saying like something that doesn't have like a like a root in my logic system. You know what I mean? Like something that goes beyond. I enjoy spending time with this person because they are smart and they are interesting. Uh, and then the good looking part comes in is why do people look good to you? I think it's a sexual thing, so it's confusing to me when it's not for people, if that makes sense. Like, why do you like people in the first place? Yeah. A little bit. I don't know if this is a similar similar thing at all, but when I was, like, a teenager, I just ate because you're supposed to eat, so I would eat the same thing every day, just like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a glass of milk. Like, did not matter. I wasn't eating oh, for me, taste. I want that. Whatever I was that's just, called. I was eating because, like, I can't skip it. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a glass of milk for, like, two years. Didn't matter what it tasted like. I wasn't eating it because, like, I didn't crave, I didn't even crave anything. It was just, like, I'm just eating to stay alive. I feel like that's what people who are asexual are like but yeah like other people demand that from them basically so that it's just something you it's routine that you do Uh, you're probably right right you take no joy in it it just has to get done yeah when you're 16 right that's like when you really are aware like oh you're supposed to have sex this is what you're supposed to do whatever i was much older some people in the room were much younger you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but what Oha touched on with being um, like what you're attracted to. Yeah. What you're attracted to. Like I have fucked a ton of different types of dudes. 
for um, so too many reasons to list, you know, what makes us so attracted to people? Like, what is that? I think it's something, I don't know, fucking like you have a smell or something. Yeah. I think that plays, I don't know. That could be a part of it. I mean, I definitely think that there's like a two components of it. One is the illogical one. Mm-hmm. And then one is everything that you've ever been brought up to think is sexy or cool. And the infinity of fucking reasons why you think something is sexy. Anything from like some, I don't know, a lady with large breasts that was a redhead kissed you when you were two years old. And that's a portion of why you like redheads when you're 25. Like there's too many reasons that are two and like there are infinity of reasons as to why we're attracted to people. But for me, in a lot of ways, it's, it's been about like actually like naming the things that I find attractive and trying to figure out why that is like, I think makes me kind of a real picky human sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, because I have, I think I have a, a really good grasp on what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And that mixed in with desperation and fear uh, <laughs> that really motivates my sexual attractions. Wait, so you feel like, do y'all both feel like there's, I don't, are y'all attracted to classically beautiful people? No. Sometimes. Really? Yeah. I've ne- I've only ever seen one girl you dated and she's so cute, but not classically beautiful. Like I'm talking like these like people in magazines and stuff, this like symmetry face and stuff. I've just never been attracted to that. I've dated cute people too, but not I generally like a quirk for like, sure. Oh, I, yeah, the physical, the especially. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, I don't, I don't really have attractions to people who I don't like have not personally seen. So like movie stars and shit, I just don't think about mm-hmm. them in that way. But if I know you, mm-hmm. if I've met you, like there was probably a certain point where I was like, yeah, I could, we could probably fuck. <laughs> so do you think that, okay, we were talking about this last night. Um, cause Alex said he crushes on everybody and, um, it's adorable. Alex Oriani, music guy. sound guy extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Super cute dude. Yeah. Like the, the cutest, cutest dude. Oh. Yeah. You guys should see him. He's yeah, just we'll in post his a underwear. On the He's like just playing on the computer. But Antoine, um, wait, so yeah. Okay. So you don't want to fuck. I'm trying to think of like a hot girl right now. Taylor Swift. But I'm not I seeing Taylor Swift's face enough heard. times. Um, okay, so if you had to purely physically say, uh, like, assume that they are all the most intelligent, perfect woman for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, super hotties. Like, what then would be the thing? Like, what kind of actress or what kind of idealized version physically would you be attracted to? I'm trying to get, like, a physical type that you have. I just He seems like the type not have a physical type. Yeah. So that's cause it, that, because that because you thing. just said that everybody you meet, like you're like, oh, could I fuck them or not? Right? Yeah. I mean, Is not in the sense of like, uh, you're lesser than me. Let's go bone. Like, no. like I could have sex with that person for any number of reasons. Mm-hmm. After I've met them and I've spent enough time around them, it's like something about you I clearly like. And uh, you thought that about me and Oha, right? Yeah. Thank you so much. I thought that about everybody. Everybody that comes into my life, sometimes I have to like, okay, and this is like maybe TMI, but sometimes I have to push like, like ideas and thoughts of like fucking like family members or just like all (laughs) of these weird fucking intrusive dumb thoughts that are not realistic about anything. But then literally I'm sitting there going like, 
Oh, you would not fuck your own mom, but <laughs> you would never do that. You have zero inclination to right. fuck your own mom. <laughs> right. But She's for cute. some reason, I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking like, <laughs> and I can't fucking like I can you stop it, it eventually. I just have to go like, I don't know, call somebody or something. Ooh, um, take a cold shower. No, but no, <laughs> <laughs> nothing is warm, Stacy. This is like a, this is like a brain tunnel that you're trying to yeah. like. It's like a brain black hole. It's like your, it's like your brain's ruling out possibilities. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's like. So let's get this straight. So we would not fuck our mom, right? Great. Right. Okay. <laughs> We're good. Uh, like when you, I don't know if you guys do this, but when you masturbate, then like your family members will come into your head. Oh, absolutely. And you're like. Get out, get out, get out. Like, like, get out of here. Grandma, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Always, I'm like, should I, like, am I, do I have a problem? Because I can't get, like, an uncle or an aunt's face out of my head. I'm like, get out. No, I think it's like your brain works, like, by inertia sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, like, cycle through family members like a fucking Rolodex. Because I'm trying to get rid of the previous Find uncle. The so one. I switch to something else. And it's my fucking cousin. It's a fucking mess. Are you swiping right? I'm swiping left, Stacy. <laughs> I'm swiping left so hard. Oh, God. Hey, if you had to pick a... Okay, both of y'all. If you had to pick a cousin to fuck, who would you fuck? God damn it, Stacy. This is really Just tough. think about it. It's hard to do without... Uh, not. You know what? Yeah, I know exactly what you want. <laughs> 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 Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I do too. <laughs> I swear to God, I do. Oh my God! Honestly, it wouldn't be so See? bad. He's. Hey, you know what? The yeah. funniest part is he's actually not my cousin. So <laughs> technically, I could probably fuck him. Uh, I wouldn't do that. My sister dated our step cousin when we were growing up. So cousins. That's who he. That's who this person dating. is dating. Yeah. It feels like fucking Jethro and Jim Bob like. It's just so country. You know what I mean? It's, I love it. It's, it's just it's like a tiny little town. And it's like. That's true. Let's keep the monarchy going on. Monarchy. Yeah. Like a monarchy of country people. Monarchy. I'm the king of fucking Beaumont. Why do you say monarchy like that? That sounds like fancy word. That's stupid. <laughs> I like it. That's what it sounds like. I recently, not recently, a long time ago, I went to my friend's uh, like family reunion. I like how you're trying to just get past when you. Said you want to fuck your mom. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. We can talk about that some more. I think it's stupid and hilarious that that's how brains work. No, no, tell us about the family reunion. Oh yeah, the family reunion. Um, I was wearing a pink top, and it was like a pink top with polka dots on it, and like a really beautiful green skirt. And I walk in, and the first thing that his aunt says, she's like, "Girl, you look like a watermelon." <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing they said to me. And then two people in <laughs> jeans and tie-dye t-shirts got married to one another. Um, and the person that gave the bride away had a t-shirt on that said, uh, uh, 369 is my bitch, highway to heaven. That's a real wedding I went to. And then there was a crawfish boil next to a swamp. That sounds great. That sounds beautiful. It, I had so much fun. That sounds great. I had so much fun. That sounds nice. There were children that I met. Some of them smart, some of them not smart. And you could tell immediately. <laughs> which one was like, uh, duh. And which one was like, hi, my name is Susie. 
Yeah, Susie was really smart. Yeah, she's uh, Susie's are always smart. That's my go-to fake name. Uh, Dan tried to put both of his little baby legs in a single swing hole and got stuck. Oh, Dan's like the duh. Yeah, that's what he did that day. <laughs> <laughs> that was his choice. God, Dan, who names their kid Dan? That's a full-grown man's name. Donald. This, this is his little two-year-old Donald. Donald. Yeah, I don't like Donald either. Donnie, Donnie, get in the house. You're dirty. That You're sounds... ruining those clothes. That's what that sounds like, Donnie. Yeah, or like Donnie Wahlberg, which is fine if you don't watch the the Wahlburger. Show. I have no idea what that is. So, Antoine, question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did I say question? You did. It's okay. It's the same thing as a question. Uh, I wanted to ask you. So, when you are in a situation where you're deciding whether or not you're attracted to people, like, what would you say are the main factors you think about? Like, and, and I want to like break it down for ourselves. I guess it's so okay. interesting. Um. <clears throat> The first, I guess the first thing, the first step to any relationship is uh, how much do I find you just generally annoying? Uh, How long can I stand to be around you before I have to, like, leave? Because I will leave uh, when it's time. Like, I've walked out of several parties unannounced. Um, And so, then it's just like, how how funny are you? because I like to laugh. Everybody likes to laugh. Uh, I mean, attractiveness comes into it, but uh, like, I'm not sure at which point. I think probably like right after the last one I said. And then there's some other stuff as well. But it's a long list. So your main, like your number one thing is like, how long can I stand to be around you? Yeah. And not be annoyed or ready to just be by myself, basically. Yeah. That's a good one because I think that is the main thing that happens in relationships where you have to have like that baseline at least. That's a good one. Yeah. I I really think it's a good one. If you're annoyed with somebody within the first hour that you meet them, I don't know. I think that's pretty standard though, right? Like I don't know. If you're around somebody that annoys you, you're like, man, I don't want to fuck them. Some people will fuck them out of spite. Some people will fuck them. Yeah. That's true. But not long term. No, no, never long term. I mean, maybe they get in one of those back and forth relationships, you know, Ugh. where it's like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, no, those guys. Yeah. I guess, yeah. We don't like that. Good point, Oha. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I just know the people who have been in relationships for like five years too long or two years too long uh, from their own mouths, I suppose, not my. Like outside interpretation of it, anyways. Right. I think that this. I think anybody with a brain has an outside, like things like annoying or Mm -hmm. sense of humor, rank up higher than attraction. Like, I don't know, but what attraction even means? That's what I guess I'm trying to figure out in my whole life right now. Um, This certain thing about somebody. What would be my first? My first would be funny, because funny. Like, have you ever met a guy? Well, <laughs> have you ever met a person and you're like, cool person. Right. Um, and then they make you laugh. And they say like smart things and you're like, ooh, boom, like, activated my, my wet sensors. Like, I love your sprinkler system that yeah. basically you've created in your own body. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did just see like that sticker on your phone battery that like turns pink. Yeah. 
if you get it wet, I was like, me, that just happened. Um, that is my number one. That's like my number one through four. Yeah. It's like so important. Attractiveness is so far down. So I don't know what it is, uh, but nice well, too. Also, we're saying attractiveness in the sense of like physical, physical attraction, but all of those things are they go attraction. Part of it. Yeah, attraction. That, yeah, it's attraction. Right. So it's a word that means a lot of things. Like right. It is kind of tricky. Sometimes it's how smart somebody is or, you know, how accurate they are at the weather. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's that exists. That's so sexy. I'm sure me. that exists. Is the that, guy comes up to is me. Is that like, like a kink for yours? Nah, for you? my, no, not me. I just I, that's the first thing that popped into my head. You just so. made it my kink. I want a guy yeah. that's great at weather. Ooh, he knows when it's going to be sunshiny. Yeah. So we well, Yeah. So I think I'm speaking as somebody who is overweight. Like, so I live in this like plus size you know, whatever you want to call it, curvy place. And certain guys are not attracted to me physically mm-hmm. because of my weight, because they've been conditioned to think that it's not attractive instead of just thinking it for themselves, right. which is fine. Um, I gets mine. Okay. I'm not, I'm not like lonely out there, but I think of attractiveness like that. Like I think I've dated guys who want to date me, but won't date me in public. Mm, or okay. won't like they're it could be anything mine's just being overweight it could be that your girl's got a fucked up nose or like really manly jaw i don't know whatever your thing is that you don't want to introduce her to your friends or your family or you think when you walk around that society won't find her attractive that's what i mean by attractive okay right yeah, yeah. not that but that's why i think funny has to go a lot more that's why i have to be funny <laughs> it work off that's how i feel i feel like i've developed all of the things that i've that i've can to like counteract the weight thing where you're like gotta be charming gotta be cool gotta be smart gotta be interesting just to make sure that people don't look over you i guess so i mean it's a good i think it's a uh, it's a limp that's made me happy you know a lift is there a, a limp a lamp a lamp do you feel like that because you have a goatee beard? No, I was going to say I feel the same way. Like comedy was, it, that's like the first and only thing that I was just like, you know what? You know, if I made her laugh, I could probably get her to give me a hand job. <laughs> Boom. Because Wait. they like, because this is like, oh, he's so nice. He's so sweet. We have a good time. I really want to jerk that dude off. Is this how you, can you remember times when you were young, being funny? Uh, yeah, but they were super few and far between. I didn't think I was funny for a long time. I actually didn't even get into comedy until I was 20, and that was by accident. Wait, can you tell that story? Yeah. Uh, it started like any other one does, with a girl. Um, I was super into her. She was a huge, she was a real piece of shit. Um, just a bad person. <clears throat> but I loved her. But the only thing that she could convince me to do was go to this uh, like open audition for. Uh, so you said like 30 copies of your resume, 30 copies of your headshots. You go to this one place. Everybody's there, like all the reps, all the theaters in town. You do two pieces. You go home in Houston. Uh, and so she was going to do it. So I did it. Uh, and I, I, that audition was nothing short of a huge fucking disaster. Oh. Uh, I did horribly. Uh, it was bad. And the only people that called me back was this tiny little improv theater. And uh, 
I didn't know what that meant. I was still thinking, whose line is it anyway? <laughs> and then I saw it for the first time and I fell in love and I've been, I've been doing it ever since. And, you know, just figured out how fucked up um, uh, my life can get to make it seem like it's a joke to other people. You know, like, just, you know, making people laugh. You find the humor in, like, shitty things. Oh, yeah. That is what's so good about you. And not so shitty things you find the humor in. Oh, yeah. I agree. Do you think that, um, so, I mean, can you now, now that you know you're funny, now that you know, like, just your timing is good and your words are good, can you look back on your childhood and see funny stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Like, some super just choice moments that really? uh, that like I really capitalized awesome. on in like the, the the perfect like victim way that the naive little baby gets <laughs> uh-huh. his heart broken uh, and it's hilarious. Oh my gosh! Um, and I, I would wish love to like hear those stories. I I'll tell you one. It's the quickest one I know. Uh-huh. Um, I was in second grade and I was in love with this this just this batshit insane girl. Um, she was a di- she was a she was a she was a diabetic and sometimes like if her sh- blood sugar wasn't right one time I saw her run out of a classroom out through the hall and to a fence tried to climb the fence to run all the way home <laughs> she was just like they were just like what are you doing she's like I gotta go home <laughs> that is the fucking uh, funniest thing ever but so uh, I, we had just seen what's love got to do with it the Tina Turner story Ooh. And my grandfather says, you know, we're related to them. And uh, he explains how, which doesn't make sense. So I go to school the next day and uh, stupidly, it's just like, hey, did you guys know I'm related to Tina Turner? Just found that out yesterday. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and they were like, how, how? So I explained it. And then the, the girl was like, oh, that's crazy because my family's one of their cousins' last name is. So that means that we're related. We're like cousins. And I was like, yeah, we're like cousins because at the time. Like mm-hmm. sexually, I didn't know one thing from the other. So, to do it. right. So, uh, we went, we did that for a full day. And the next day I came in and I was like, What's up, cousin? And she's like, You're a fucking idiot. No, that wasn't real. I was lying. Oh my God. And my little heart was she, broken. She was so advanced. Yeah. That is like some fucking crazy ass shit. I liked her a lot. Oh. Have you ever I, looked her up on Facebook? I tried. She's not on it, or you didn't find her? I didn't find her. She might be dead. Well, she could be married and has a different last name. I didn't. What's her name? Let's find her. No. You won't say her name. I can't remember it. Oh, hey, I think that happens a lot. Like, people that you had such meaningful or, like, big memories as a child, and you're like, I'm never going to forget this. And then you're like, what's their name? (laughs) What is their fucking what name? Is their fucking I'll know name. your face forever. <laughs> You've just met so many different people oh, with yeah. names since then. But fuck, is there a yearbook or? I am. Um, I had like a a little crush when I was a a kid, um, and I swear to God, and this may be like delusional, Oha. I swear to God, his name was Jimmy Dean. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> And uh, this, I could have made up the entire fucking thing in my mind because for all I fucking know, I I really did. But okay, so Jimmy Dean, I was like super in love with him and he looks like Devin Sawa and Casper. (gasps) Yeah, in your face, that little middle part, that the Nick Carter. Um, Yeah. God damn, that was like panty dropping for me. Butt cut, yeah. Oof, boom. Yeah. 
I've said boom five times in yeah, this podcast. Ooh, I'm so sorry, you guys. But yeah, I had a, a crush on Jimmy Dean, and he was really into this girl named Margot. And this is probably third or fourth grade. And Margot had like a, a black bowl cut and ate sandwiches often with him. And I remember it was the first time I ever really hated anybody. Um, and then I realized it was myself. I'm just joking. I think it was Margot. What do you guys think about fuck Margot? What do you think about? Um, I think it would be so sweet. And I obviously started this podcast because I want to hear people's stories. I want to talk about if you're in love or if you've ever had your heart broken or whatever, which we'll get to. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it would be so sweet to just have a, a show where we just sit around and tell like an old story from high school or, or junior high or some like sweet memory you have that you didn't know how fucked up was. Can we call it nostalgia? Nostalgia. I love that. Like I us like and then nostalgia. Yeah, That's we got good. it. Oh my Ostalgia's God. Nostalgia's good. New segment. Oh. Um, Antoine, have you ever had your heart broken? Yes. Really? Do you think that, I mean, has it been more than once? Oh yeah. Yeah. You're like a breakable guy. You know, I get sad about it for a while, but yeah. then eventually, you know, I let it go. So it's not something that right now there's no like, it still doesn't hurt as much anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, the one. The really? One, yeah. The one that I said was a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. That one was rough. Uh. Well, I'm sorry. I feel like I've been exploring. But are you in love right now? Yeah. Okay. So... You're in love, and you have this memory of heartbreak. Are you scared? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you're always you like you always take that risk when you're doing something like that, making that choice. So it's uh, you know what you're buying into. So if you get yourself hurt, it's it's gonna suck for a while, but mm-hmm. eventually you'll get over it. I just think that that's like something that I'm thinking of lately. Is like, is it? Uh, when you feel heartbreak, it hurts so bad. Um, that is it worth it to even jump in? That was a huge part of why I didn't date anybody for a really long time. I got broken up with and it just like, it was the first thing in my whole life that really wounded me it and I didn't understand so it. Um, and I'm, I feel like a pretty sensitive person. So it really affected me. Um, and it's still not just that one, but every time I've ever broken up with somebody, it it changes my whole worldview on relationships. And I and I'm like, oh, I don't like these things, but I really want these other things. Um, I, it's a it's so fucking tough to deal with. Sometimes I almost like when I feel it, it's a I can't identify it. I don't have words to like express the heck how it physically affects you mm-hmm. and then just also like i wonder what's going on in your brain right now because you know that there's like endorphins when you meet somebody and fall in love but i wonder what is actually going on with your body when like your chest feels crazy when you feel that kind of like like heartbreak i don't know uh mm-hmm. it must be like a i mean i have no idea it's got to be like a physical reaction to to kind of like an addiction, you know what I mean? To like a, yeah, to like how would you would be with drugs or alcohol or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know if, if I'm actually saying facts right now, 
but I've heard, I think, that uh, that the same part of the brain that processes like physical pain is where you feel those emotions, but your body doesn't know what to do with it, so it just reacts to mm. what's happening. So it's like in distress. That, but would, that could be I could be making that up as but well. But that would make it would make some sort of sense um, in the way that like it hurts, heartbreak hurts your body physically, but there is no actual physical place where you can tell that it hurts like it's not like you actually have a wound on your arm but like it hurts your you feel pain in a way that you don't feel it when you have the flu or a broken bone or i guess a stab wound you (laughs) (laughs) it almost feels like there's this moment where you've been stabbed that you don't want to talk about right now (laughs) no i haven't um i uh you you hurt so so bad can I tell you about the first time? Can we all just talk about our first heartbreak ever? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was 14 years old and I liked a boy named Charles. And oh my God, I thought Charles was so hot. He worked at Walmart and I went up every summer, every day in the summer, every single day that summer. I went up to Walmart and I hung out for hours. Yeah, <laughs> oh I know. Oh my God, Stacy. <laughs> I know. And he was a cart boy and I thought he was so fine. And we fooled around one night. Well, sort of. We were all like hanging out. And he put my hand on his dick. And I was 14, very scared. And I go, I'm not that kind of girl. I said that to him. And then he never talked to me again after that because I wouldn't give him a hand job. And he broke my heart. Like I like couldn't sleep. I slept with my mother. Because I was like so sad and I would lay awake at night. That's what I remember. All because a guy named Charles who worked at Walmart didn't want, like, wouldn't like chill out and just let me like calm down on his dick for a second, you know? <laughs> Lead me there, Charles. Charles, <laughs> I hope you still in. fucking work at Walmart and not corporate. Oh, uh, I know. He like sucks. I saw him. I found him on Facebook. And I go, hey, uh, nice to talk to you again. Like, I touched your dick one time. He was like, sorry, don't remember. Did you Damn. really that, Stacey? That really happened. Oh my god, I love yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Fucking crazy. I love it so and much. And I just went, oh, okay. <laughs> like your go-to. I butt dialed you. I meant this message for a different person. That's right. I have done that before too. But that I mean that broke my heart. That was the first time I was like, it hurts. But this 14 little stupid baby. Um but right, that's like a that's like a lame one, but that's how heartbreak is lame about you Antoine um when I was 10 uh, I dated this girl named Ashley uh she was the niece of the lady whose house house with which we were staying at the time we lived with this lady she had a sister her sister had kids uh one of her kids was cute I liked her a lot she was a super weird kid but so was I I saw her like once every few weeks when this lady would go visit her sister because we started dating, uh, and it was so it was really it was really nice. It's the first time I'd ever been in love. Uh, everything seemed great. There was one moment uh, I remember I was at her house and I was playing Lion King on Super Nintendo, and I was real into it. And um, we were it was just me and her in the room, and she was just like, uh, "I feel like you like that game a whole lot, like." You must really like that game. <laughs> and I. this is the first time I can ever remember myself being like truly smooth. 
And I was like, yeah, but I like you more. So, that and she was just adorable. Like, uh. Uh, and I was like, that was a cool thing you just did. <laughs> but uh, so I went to go live with my dad and I'm, of course, I'm 10. So uh, my stepmom didn't let us have girlfriends because I was 10. So she never got her number. So I just never made contact with her again. So sometimes I think about her like I could be like married with like seven kids somewhere in mid southwest California somewhere just hanging out. Yeah. I hope, you know I hope she doesn't. I hope <laughs> Antoine helps you do not hear this podcast. Um, Antoine you were 10. Yeah, but that I was I was heartbroken. I was that's heartbroken some, for a few reasons. But that's some that's some serious swagger. Like yeah. You said to her, yeah, but I like you more. I that meant it. Line. I meant it. But yeah, <laughs> you felt those feelings. I think that's amazing. Hey, will you tell us that, wh- where did you used to live? Uh, California. In California. Yeah. I knew that you were from California, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I guess I thought that meant you were like a baby and then. No, I, I lived there till I was 11. Oh, okay. That's a little bit of culture. You're a little bit Californian for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was right before you moved. So you were 10 and then you had this heartbreak. You didn't see her again and you moved. And then at that point you were like, I'm really fucking never going to see her again. Yeah. Cause I'm out of state. Yeah. Um, have you ever looked her up on Facebook? Uh, I tried, but I'm pretty sure I keep spelling her last name wrong. Oh, it's mm. another woman that could be dead or married. You got to Google true. it. That's true. The only thing I remember that it is, is that her first name was, uh, Ashley. Ashley. She sounds cute. Uh, she was all right (gasps) but you liked her i loved her yeah you loved her she broke your heart how naive are we at that age with all that stuff well see the thing is is that we like we never fought about anything we were very in love like my 10th birthday (laughs) we sat in that bounce house and we didn't even bounce we just sat in the corner and held hands oh my god that's adorable that's creepy as fuck that is so (laughs) creepy no just two kids i like you i like you we don't know what that means they at don't, all. You don't know at all what that means. But just but because you know, I moved like 30 minutes away from where I, from where I lived originally, mm-hmm. never saw her again. Jesus, yeah. So it was a mutual heartbreak. You're at that age, you like just do what feels right. Yeah. yeah. It just felt right to sit in that bounce house and just hold hands. It was perfect. It was one of my favorite birthdays. Oh, that's so nice. Um, so... When it, y'all's is like so yours is like so much sweeter than mine. Mine's like actually sad because I ate so many macadamia nut cookies at Walmart that summer. But um, Oha, were you young when you was that? You know, I'm actually struggling to think of a time when your heart think of a time. No, just because there's uh, the majority of the times have been, um. I think the most painful was always unrequited love. It's never been a breakup fully until I was an Mm -hmm. adult person. Um, But as I was growing up, my heartbreak was as unrequited love is relentless and very, very long, Mm -hmm. which at least if you have a relationship with somebody, you break up, it doesn't work. You kind of move on. You're like, I did that. But when I was growing up, it was very long heartbreak mm-hmm. um which is why i think unrequited love is probably the worst 
Um, and in high school, <laughs> yeah. And in high school and as a younger kid, I was just very, um, I was like a very shy person who spoke a lot. I don't know if that makes any sense, but in any case, uh, I remember I was in love with a guy named Jesus for a very long time. <laughs> I'm a Hispanic person. It's a normal name down yeah, there. Um, yeah, I just, he was so beautiful and I, I, I would say absolutely now I think he may be gay. <laughs> um, so perfect looking. I just was delusional about... Um, I never spoke to him. I, like, <laughs> I was so in love with him and I never spoke to him. You weren't like friends with him? No, too? I was not friends with him. Because to me, that's the worst unrequited love is when it's a friend yep. that you're around all the time and you just feel it so deeply. Ugh. I've had a few of those too. Yeah, yeah, that's We're, rough, man. That is so you're hard. Like, judgment becomes cloudy. You're like, I'm close to them, but I want to be closer. And which, in a lot of ways, I know people get angry about. Like, they're like, "This is disingenuous. You've been my friend because you wanted to be with me the whole time." Yeah, uh, and that that can break something up. But like, how do you stop feeling something like that? You tell them yeah. at the beginning, or well, what if you don't know it at the you beginning? don't know it at the beginning sometimes, and le- until you have like a like a like an idea bulb you're like oh shit that's what this is Mm -hmm. and then you're too in it at that point um but yeah mine was very much i didn't know him i i didn't really know him i mean i spoke to him we went to the same high school um where my personal graduating class was 47 people so small i mean i talked to him like about a tequeño that i wanted to buy in a line for food but i never spoke to him ever in like a hey What's going on with you, Jesus, kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, this is, I think, the part where my heart was the most broken. I am um, very teenage-like, had written all over my notebooks about Jesus, uh, which people really gives me a good cover with my Catholic parents. Oh, that's uh, good. It was fucking awesome. I was like, I love Jesus. <laughs> um, I want to fuck Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be with them. But yeah, I this guy named Franco Parente, who's a nice guy. He just thought it'd be funny to like impress his kids, so he just snatched my notebook from me and sent it over to Jesus, like gave it to him and was like, "Hey, this is Ohas." And it was the I didn't sleep for days. It was the most like humiliating, terrible moment ever. And I also now realize that Jesus and I were not meant to be. I'm a pretty atheist at this point. And then also, he really loves to play golf uh, and wears <laughs> pastel polo shirts and really loves uh, Ferraris. Is that why you think he's gay? No. <laughs> oh, because I was like... It's all that dick he's sucking. D- yeah. That's it's all, what makes it's him all gay. the dick. <laughs> now, I don't know if he's gay. He's just perfectly tanned and manicured constantly. Like, in a way that is crazy, which, you know, I'm being stereotypical. Right. In your face. Right. Um, Antoine, but you're in love right now. What's, yes. What do you think? Okay. Define what being in love is for you. Um, being in love is, is, it's like, it's finding the person who, uh, Certain things just start to line up in exactly what you're looking for. Things that you can do on a regular basis, like shit that you enjoy and is fulfilling, makes you happy. Like, you know, something got done or something got accomplished. 
if the person that you're with makes you feel like that with them, like if you feel like you guys could just do anything together, no matter what, the two of you against whatever, um, without feeling like you need to, um, you know, necessarily like, I'm going to go take a walk for a few hours uh, by myself, like just chill here. Like if you can't stand to be around that person Mm -hmm. for an indefinite period, like just constantly all the time, Mm -hmm. uh, while at the same time knowing that like you have your private, like you can do whatever the fuck you want. Like if we're in the same house, we don't have to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, but we do because we enjoy each other's company. Uh, She's funny. And um, Mm -hmm. just somebody who makes you feel like uh, that you're, just as sane or if that doesn't matter Mm -hmm. i also think she's like really strong like very like when i've met her just very like precise and strong i just like feel strength from her for some reason she she, uh, in a sense she knows exactly what she's looking for and if uh if if you feel like what she's asking is is uh is is too much then you know cool we'll see you later Uh but she's uh fucking sweetheart yeah yeah um and how long have y'all been together now mm. like four like months okay but we've known each other for like three years yeah a long time yeah yeah how long do you generally think it would take it does it take to fall in love what do y'all think i'm not gonna lie like i probably shouldn't say uh, some of this shit but no that's not true uh, <laughs> I want to know so bad no it's like uh, like if you can't immediately tell that that's somebody that you could fall in love with uh-huh. within like the first five minutes of meeting them uh-huh. it's probably not going to happen you don't fucking work into that I like, completely agree in fact I was just going to follow it up with do you think that's something you feel from the beginning or something that absolutely I think that there's definitely a huge part of love that like when you write when you meet them you're like this is so special like it could be something right yeah it and it's and i it's don't ju- know it's just something specific to you like you feel like you not a super i disagree yeah absolutely okay. i disagree uh, or at least the, in the mains of like a successful love relationship but that's a different situation entirely i 100 percent disagree i think that love is a thousand times more than the five minutes Uh, when you first meet somebody I think that in order for I think love takes I would say I would fashion to say you need to be able to hate somebody and come back from that and then it's love somehow I don't know exactly what that means I don't know what I'm saying fully but in my mind I have to be able to be like bored with that person annoyed with them and still love them years and years after in order to feel really like strong in that and so maybe for me, love is more of like a, I don't know, it feels more, but then again, I don't know. I, I, I'll be really honest. I'm not that experienced with falling in love. It's not something that I like mm-hmm. that happens to me often. It's happened. And by in love, I mean like it's the same kind of love that when it's over, I'm like, okay, that wasn't love mm-hmm. kind of thing. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's mostly what I've felt my whole life. So in my mind, it's got to be something different than what's happened to me before, which is in the first five minutes, I was like, fuck yes. Like, yes. But in the first five minutes, it's like, let's realistically talk about what we can assess. You can assess, uh, I don't know, eye contact, the way that they look, 
the way their sound fucking waves sound like like you can assess very few things in the first five minutes of i mean like but you can but what you can, how do they deal with being rejected with failure how do they like yeah, but those he's are not the things saying, that make me hold on he's not saying like that's who he loves is in five minutes that yeah. he loves that person because obviously right. you no, respect love, no, no, love no. so much more. But when you meet somebody and you're just like something, like ooh, something is there. Like I can tell something is there. Then you can fall in love with that person. But if you're dating this person for four months and you don't know if you love them, no, I'm not saying like you've been dating them. You don't know if you love them. I'm saying people can be friends for a very long time. Like for example, three years. And the situation's not right or it's not working. And then all of a sudden it works then. You're saying that from the very moment that you meet somebody, you can kind of tell whether or not you would vibe with them. Yeah. But I think fall in love with them is a different thing. Well, fall well, in love is just your end, like, hopefully, but that might not happen. Because yeah. I've liked people that I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. And then it just didn't work out. And I've also met people that at the beginning I was completely and utterly, like, did not even think about them at all. And then slowly after actually talking to them, I'm like, oh, fuck yes. These people are awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I would say like every like every single person that like that I've ever loved, I still love, even if I don't want anything to do with them. Like I like if I see them, I, I still feel the, like the same way, even the ones that I fucking hate. Like I can still f- like I can feel how much I love them because it's, you, that doesn't go away. Like what you think of that person may change, but I don't know. For me, I'm, I'm st- I still love those people. Um, some of them I just don't ever want to talk to again. <laughs> yeah, stay away from some. I still love you. Please stay over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that there's like a maybe there's a difference between like I love you as a human being that exists and for the experiences that you gave me. And what I know now, but not necessarily I have like an active love for the person that you are right now. Um, There's just, it's like fucking, you have to define everything. You have to define like love and relationship and intimacy in order to know anything about anything. Yeah. It's just impossible to define. It is impossible to define. It changes per person. Which is so annoying. I wish that there was like a more, I'm sure that more like research and streamlined like investigation will go into why humans feel the way that they heal <laughs> feel the way that they heal That's feel a, the way you heal boom. that sounds like a show on the oprah network feel, feel the, the way, way that you heal. heal damn we have come up with so many shows today nostalgia yeah and feel the way you heal, way you heal. yeah um we gotta work on that we gotta work on those are some good ass okay. concepts um well i think we're gonna end it mm-hmm it's time without heartbreak no heartbreak this time no just, just still all in love yeah we're still building yeah mm-hmm. um, Antoine I think you're great Thank I you. do too I think that you are cool and funny uh, and a little scary when you yell yeah all but right. all in all sexy and by and yell you mean like improv yelling yes. not like he's been yelling at when you he's like I'm in the room. He like ha- does it really like tell you know. guys how uncomfortable it makes me feel when people are complimenting me. So I know <laughs> this happens every I'm the time. Worst it at getting com- and uh, Stacy gives people compliments and 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 oh, people I'll, feel awkward and I want to make them not feel awkward and I just fuck it up. You just have to hear it because you have to I hear it. You're right. You can hear it from you. certain people. Like some people are just like, man, get the fuck away from me with this. Sh- like, certain people with this they, good shit. 
Yeah, it well, it's, I, you know, I think it, I might sound like, like a piece of shit, but certain people's opinions don't fucking matter to me. So you mean, okay, so right now, me company is not like, get the fuck away from right. me. Right. It's like, ooh. Right. Ew, ew. right. <laughs> You're if, blushing. Like, if you've, seen a, if you've ever seen a black person blush, then like, that's, that's what's going down over I here. I have seen it. Constantly. Um, Okay, Antoine, thank you so much for thank you. being on. Good luck in being in love. And we want to hear everything about yeah, it. We'll keep up with you. Tell details. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll get into it Let next time. Let our listeners know. Yeah. Okay. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye. We'll see you next time. Thank yep. you to Alex Oriani, Beta Theater, Jeremy Barber, uh, to Antoine Colbreth. want to thank the community for listening to us. Maybe, maybe not. And we'll see you next time. Bye. bye.